there was a Jewish man, his name was Shmuel, who had a business, and it used to be doing good, he used to be making uh, enough money to pay for his family, everything he needed, but now it, it wasn't doing so good. His He had a store, people come in and buy things, and a lot of his shelves were empty. Like, he didn't even have the money to go buy this stuff to put on his store for people to buy. And when people come in and see, like, oh, the shelves half are empty, only half the stuff are there, they look like, uh, why should I come to this store if this store doesn't have too many things to sell? You know, let me go to a different store. And if people didn't come to the store and didn't buy things, he wouldn't have, he would have even less money. So people used to come to Malat because they knew that Shmuel is very honest. For example, in the other stores, there is something called haggling. Is you come in and you say, hmm, how much does this cost? Ooh, that? A hundred coins. You say, what? A hundred coins? I'll give you a half a coin. Let's say really it's worth 10 coins or 20 coins. So one person said a crazy high price. One guy said a crazy small price. So they either argue, no, 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 it's worth so much. Okay, you know what? I'll do you a favor, 80 coins. No, 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 I'll do you a favor, three coins. And they argue back and forth until they get to some kind of number somewhere. That is a very not honest way to do it. Because they, whoever like argues the mess or knows how to trick the other person, that's how you're going to make a, a sale. When it comes to small store, you say, this, 17 coins. And they try to argue, said, I'm not arguing with you, 17 coins, take it or leave it. That's it. So they ended up realizing that, one second, with Shmuel, we don't argue, no tricking each other, and his prices, he gives very good prices. So people started to come to him, but now, for some reason, he didn't have money and he couldn't buy stuff, so they said, okay, you know, we'll have to go somewhere else, what can we do? So not only he didn't have money for himself to buy more things, but he owed people money, so he was getting very, very, uh, very upset and very worried. His wife said, you know, there's one thing we could do. If we need, to, you know, money to make the store back, get back working, I could sell my jewelry. Which I'm sure was a very hard thing for her. Mommies usually like their jewelry. But, okay. He, when he used to be richer, he bought her a lot of nice things. He bought her different diamonds and necklaces and golden watch and golden chains, all these things. And now, she was willing to say, you know what, okay, I'll give this up, we'll sell it, in order that your parnas of the store should get back again. You know, and maybe one day we'll get it back. So, okay, he didn't really want to, but it seemed like he didn't have a choice. Okay, he took the jewelry. So, he did not want to go in his own town and sell the jewelry, because in his town, everybody knew him. And if he would sell his wife's jewelry in that town, people talk about it. Oh no, you know what happened? Shmuel had to sell his wife's jewelry and everyone would say, oh no, he got poor. So he didn't want to be embarrassed and people know how poor he is. So he went to, I'll go to a different city. I'll, I'll go to the big city where there's a different jewelry shop that I'll sell over there. And over there, he also had his very good friend, his name was Chaim Yosef. I'll go visit him. So ah, Chaim Yosef. And Shmuel, they were such good friends. From when they were they were younger, they were always the best buddies, and they learned together. They spent time together. And then when they got married, they both went different places, you know, different cities, or a town and a city where they lived. But 
they always stayed friends. They would send letters every so often. They would visit each other sometimes. And they were always happy to hear, oh, I'm happy my friend's doing well. He has his children and his pronouns. Everything's doing well. And they told each other that, you know, if you ever need help, tell me, I'll help you. That's what they always told each other. So now he was thinking that I really need money. Maybe I'll go, I'll sell the jewelry and get some money. And then I could borrow some more money from my friend. And with that... I could pay back all the people I owe and buy a lot more stuff at the store. So then I'll get a lot more customers and then I'll get more money and then I'll buy more things. Then I'll like to pay back and then uh, that was his plan. Okay. So he took the train, went to this big city. In the meantime, his wife stayed behind to take care of the store. And he came. He went first to base Medrash Davin. And the Shamish gave Shmuel So after Davening, he started talking to the Shabbat and said, How is my good friend Chaim Yasef? The Shabbat said, Oh, you mean Reb Chaim Yasef? He said, you know, respectfully. He's a very, very good Jew. He learns a lot of Torah. He gives a lot of Tzraka. Everybody loves him. He's such a nice person. And how is he doing with his business? So then the Shabbat's face changed a little bit, got a little more sad and said, Really, um, things could be better for him. He's not doing so well. I, I heard he lost a lot of money the past little while. Hashem should help him. So now Shmuel was all upset to hear that. He, he was thinking about his friend. Oy vey, my poor friend. He's such a good person. Why? I feel so bad he's losing money. He needs, he needs to get more. So, I mean, he came into town because he wanted help himself. But now, he's thinking about his friend. Oh, my poor friend. Oh, I wish there's a way I could help him. You know what? I think I know what to do. So Shmuel went to the jewelry store, and he gave all these diamonds and gold things, all these different things. For all the diamonds and gold that he gave, the jewelry store, he got back a thousand rubles for it. So he had a thousand rubles in his pocket, and he's thinking, you know, really? For his business, he needed 2,000 rubles. So Shmuel came to his friend's house, and Chaim Yasef was very happy to see him. And he said, it's such a nice surprise. Why didn't you tell me before you were coming, I would have met you at the train station? And he told his wife, please put out some food on the table. We have an honored guest. And a few times he asked, why didn't you tell me you were coming? Why, why, why didn't you tell me before? Okay, he didn't say. So for a long time... They sat at the table and they were talking together and they were saying how remember they were in yeshiva together and they were there with the children and everything about their families. So Shmuel asked his friend, Chaim Yasef, how? And he answered back, Baruch Hashem, no complaints, everything's good. And then Chaim Yasef asked Shmuel, and how's your business doing? Very good, Baruch Hashem, no complaints. Really, how was how Shmuel's business doing? Yeah, it was not doing good. That's why he came, because he wanted to see if he could get money. He said, oh, everything's fine. Don't worry, everything's fine. So Shmuel stayed at, at, in his friend's house overnight. And the next morning, he went to Shul and came back for breakfast. So Chaim Yesef said, you know, excuse me, um, I need to go do some business. What happened? It's because the night before, Chaim Yesef couldn't sleep at night. He was thinking about his friend, he saw from his friend's face 
like something is bothering him, and he didn't want to see. And he asked him, how's business? Oh, Baruch Hashem, good. But he saw in his face like like a little bit of pain over there. So he, he realized something must be wrong. And he's not answering the question. He came by surprise. You know what probably happened? Probably Shmuel needs money. And probably he's embarrassed to tell me. So Chaim Yasef, he's even though he himself doesn't really have money, he's worried about his friend. So he went out... Shmuel went out and said, let me see if I could borrow money from people in case my friend Shmuel's going to need money to borrow. Okay. They came back again. They had lunch together. And then Shmuel said, okay, I, I need to go back to the train. So they were all packed. He packed his things ready to go. And all of a sudden he remembered, oh, I didn't say Tillam yet today. So he asked his friend, Chaim said, where's your Tillam? Can I buy your Tillam? So Chaim Yisrael showed him the bookshelf where he had the tillim. In the meantime, they got a, a, a taxi ready to go to the train station. So, okay. He said tillim, then they went, well, got him the taxi. And they went together. Chaim Yisrael wanted to bring his friend to the train station. So Shmuel was surprised that Chaim Yisrael didn't have his jacket on. He said, oh, poor guy. He must be so worried, his head's so busy, worried about his business, that he forgot to put his jacket on. Okay, didn't say anything. They came to the train station, and they saw that they came early. The train wasn't coming yet. So Chaim Yasef said, Ah, oh, you know what? It's good anyways, I'll wait for you here. Um, I need to have mincha. Can I buy you a jacket, please? Borrow mincha, mincha. Okay. So, so Shmuel took off his jacket, gave him the Chaim Yasef, he put it on, went in the corner of Sari Dav Mincha, and he just finished when they heard the train coming. Okay, bring him back the jacket, they gave each other a hug, and he went on the train. He went bye-bye to his friend, and Shmuel just reached his hand in the pocket to go take out his train ticket, and he felt like a bump, like some papers inside. He said, wait, what is this? What are these extra papers? He pulled it out, and he saw a thousand rubles in his pocket. He said, huh, what do you think about that? Chaim Yasef tricked me. He, he, he said he needs to borrow my jacket. Yeah, he needs to borrow my jacket. It was a trick. Yeah, he wanted to slip inside money. He thinks I need money. Somehow he figured out. So Shmuel goes, oh no, I know my friend doesn't have money. I know he's tough. And he's giving me money now? But at least he calmed himself down. You know, but at least, at least, um, okay, something he calmed himself down. Is that Chaim Yasef came home and he remembered, ooh, I also need to say Tillim today. He took out his Tillim, and when he opened up his Tillim, all of a sudden a bunch of money fell out. Also a thousand ruble fell out. So each one, they each needed money, and they realized the other person needs money, so they managed to trick the other person and slip him money without the guy noticing. He goes, oh, can I buy your Tillim? And he put inside a thousand ruble because he thinks my friend needs money. They went, oh, can I buy your jacket? And he slipped inside the pocket a thousand ruble. You see how they're, they're busy, what they're busy with? Tricking each other, helping each other. That's a good friend.